0: That was the idea behind the book, yeah. It's got a basis in reality as well, Oh, yes, yes. All my um, books, particularly, you know, the kind of um, science fiction things, have got a basis in reality. Mm. Would you care to tell us about your... just the sheer volume of um, work that you've managed to do with Ed Shaw? Is it inspiration? Do you love it? it... Well, it sounds like... um, an enormous number of books, but if you actually think about it, Phil just pointed out to me that it amounts to round about three books a year, and uh, three books a year doesn't take all that long to write. I mean, Anthony Trollope reckoned that he wrote a 1,000 words per day, and you know how many many shelves his novels occupy. So, if you work out that three books per year is just possibly 300,000 words, then you would see that you've only got to write for 300 days a year and you've written 300,000 words. And so, in fact, I'm lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, by your standards, perhaps, but, uh, you know, it's as much as most other people can do just to get uh, the pen and paper out. I mean, um, do you have many more plans? Do you wish you could have written more? I uh, will, uh, possibly, although I've written quite a lot of books. Um, simply because the publisher commissioned them, and I needed the money, which is the story of most writers. But um, in some cases, it, uh, for example, a publisher, an American publisher called Random House, said, would I write them a book about the occult? This was the time when it was all becoming fashionable, and um, sort of roundabout, i oh, do you remember the date? 1970. 1970, 1970s. Oh, yes. yeah. And I agreed, convinced that I, I was going to write a lot of nonsense. It would be sort of tongue-in-cheek and how many unbelievable things you can believe before breakfast. But when I settled down to writing the book and to doing the research on it, I was amazed, you know, that I was totally convinced by it. I said to Robert Graves, I'd been asked to do a book... ...about the occult, what would you advise? And he said, don't. (laughs) But it would have been very bad advice if I'd taken any notice of it. Because, uh, in fact, it was an opening to all kinds of interesting new things. And, um, for example, we all know that it's impossible to know the future. And yet... I quickly discovered a number of cases in which there can be no doubt whatsoever that somebody or others saw a very, very clear vision of the future. And when I'd come across a number of these completely contradictory things, I thought, my God, I don't understand it. But quite clearly, human beings have some mental capacity that goes beyond anything we understand you know, in our everyday lives. And uh, then I realized that in a way, that has been all my life's work. That's been the kind of thing that interests me because I'm not now simply speaking about the occult of paranormal. I'm speaking about the fact that when in, as a teenager, um, whose intention was probably to become a scientist, and I was intensely miserable at, um, when I went back to school as a lab assistant to take a, a BSc. I hated the whole business. In fact, came pretty close to suicide at one point. And um, then I got terribly interested in poetry. And it suddenly struck me that this was a completely different world, that when I felt terribly miserable, I would um, start off by reading extremely miserable poetry. (laughs) Things like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe's For Annie and things like that. You know, thank heavens the crisis, the danger is past, and the awful illness is over at last, the fever called living is conquered at last, (laughs) and so on. And uh, then I would move on to, as it were, more cheerful poems, like T.S. Eliot's Wasteland. (laughs) And eventually... Within half an hour, I was reading sort of things like Milton's L'Allegro, you know, which is the absolute converse of that. In other words, I'd moved myself from a mood of total depression into a, a mood of optimism simply by reading...